We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Vince, let's go to some of these super chats, and yeah, uh, we got we had an OG that I haven't seen in a long time. DBZ, yeah, no we haven't seen her in a long time, man. She's one of like the originals. She's always asked questions. I yeah. was giving her a hard time on tour the other day. I was like, "Where have you been?" So <laughs> she's finally able to catch a live show. So good to see you. Good to see you, and uh, thank you for being in there. And obviously, as always, thank you for your service to our country. So we appreciate you being on the show. One of our OGs, DBZ, man, no kidding. K Grant with a super chat. Thank you very, very much for this one, Vince. You want to go ahead and read them? I'll, I'll bring them up. You okay. read them. Sounds good. Yeah, thank you very much, Kay Grant. So, is it Heisman Hartman or Sammy Heisman? Joking. Biggest thing <laughs> that stood out for me was speed. Boys are fast. Both sides of the ball. Yeah. I mean, a lot of speed on both sides of the ball, and that is absolutely something that should stand out to somebody who, you know, if you were asleep for a couple of years and you woke up and watched this game, it should be like, wow, Notre Dame's fast. Yeah. No doubt. And and again, there are some guys that, that bring that to the table that we didn't get to see today. We didn't get to see sure. we didn't get to see Chris Terry really get a turn loose. We didn't get to see Jeremiah Love. I'll go ahead and star these Vince. You just oh, okay. Yeah, I'll star them and bring them up. You can go ahead and just read them and do all that. Uh, we didn't get to see Jeremiah Love. We didn't get to see Jadarian Price. We didn't get to see Logan Diggs. We didn't get to see Cam Hart. We didn't get to see Thomas Harper. We didn't get a chance to see some guys. We didn't see Jack Kaiser. Yeah, we didn't get to see Mitchell Evans. Like we didn't get a chance to see some guys that that we're expecting Notre. And I know there's some guys I'm leaving out, but you know, I'm making a point. There's some guys that we know are going to be really key football players in this football team right. that we didn't get to see today. Yeah, look at all these names yeah. crossed out. Like those yeah. are the guys that are all yeah. like not available for the game. Right. Like that's a right. chunk of dude. That's like 24 guys that are right. available. And, and so you know, those guys are going to be back too, and we're going to see them in the fall. So that's the other part about this yeah. whole thing that that excites me that um you know i i it just gets you it gets you excited man because you see the dudes that 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 they have now and we didn't get to see tobias and dion working with and chris tyree working with sam hartman and some of those right. things so uh, caleb smith shows up this summer he's an athletic kid so it's eli raritan we didn't get to see all spring there's a lot of there's a lot of reinforcements coming yeah we're talking about how long and athletic the defensive line is wait till bubakar and armel and brennan vernon show up in the fall right uh the fastest db on the roster 
is in Texas today watching. I probably had a track meet today for all I know, you know, I mean, Micah Bell. So uh, we didn't see a Don Schuler at all this spring because of an injury. So there's a lot of reinforcements coming. This is not it. This isn't it. Okay. Best of luck. This is all you got. You know, I expect them to go to the portal and at least get one safety is what I think that they're going to try to do. So there's a lot of guys, Vince, that are – we liked what we saw today, but there's a lot of reinforcements coming in June, yeah. buddy. A lot of reinforcements coming in June. Yep. And that gets me really, really excited about what this team can be, man. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Connor Patton. That's your Man. boy, Vince. Yeah. It's like Connor hadn't been here in a minute. I think he only shows up for shows that you and I do together. I think perfect that's what timing. the deal is. That's I was going to say it's perfect is. timing because you and I are doing the show together yeah. and Connor's yeah. back in the saddle. So uh, thank you, Connor, for the super chat. He goes, here's another OG you haven't seen in a while. My wife and I are having another IB fan in June. Congratulations. Yes. Congratulations. I think Ryan's awesome. daughter is or child is due either in June or July. I think Ryan's getting ready to have one here this summer, too. Vince. Classic teacher so. move on Ryan's part. Yep, there Baby you go. in the summertime. That's right. Classic. That's right. Absolutely. All right, let's get back to here. We got another super chat from Charlie Weiss's last belt loop. Thanks, Charlie. So great house is going for 10 plus TDs this year. There's your yeah. uh spring game overreaction. Well, right he there. didn't have a touchdown today. He did not. So, I mean, if you want to say he's going to have 100 catches based on the spring game of reaction, sure. But he didn't score today. So no. we have yet to see Jaden T- Greathouse score touchdowns. So. <laughs> now, could he get into the end zone as a true freshman? Yeah, I, I would sure. say that. I'll take the over 0.5 touchdowns for Jaden Greyhouse this year. I think, but, I think uh, they're all three going to catch a touchdown this year. Do you? I do. Even if it's like, a, you know, they get in and they're up 31 to nothing. Doesn't matter. They, they let matter. the backup quarterback throw a post route to Braylon James, who just runs by the entire deal. I mean, even if it's something right. like that, I just I think they're all going to get in the end zone that's this year. Awesome. That's my prediction. I hope that's true. That's my uh, – going to be so that's, much that's fun. My, that's a big Points. prediction for me. Yeah. Points. Take no the doubt. over, baby. No doubt. Take the over. Michael Burke, thank you for the super chat. I wonder if that I wonder if that number – It's 24 nothing. Michael oh, Burke okay. always has go. some – 
There's always I, some relevance to Michael Burke's yes. score. That's why I'm really praying. I'm really praying that one of these days, like, well, you can't do it anymore. I wish that we were doing an LSU podcast when they played Texas A&M a few years ago. And remember it went to like what nine overtimes or something crazy. And it was like 74, 72, it was like 24, 24 regulation. And it finished 74, 72. That would have been a really good super chat for yeah. Michael. Not no anymore, kidding. man. The new dumb, the new dumb rules for, uh, for overtimes but yes that's what those always two point conversions but he goes uh thank you for the gold standard of notre dame coverage all spring hey all spring summer fall and winter baby we're the year-round gold standard no it's always funny when somebody hey just the off season for you guys and i just kind of chuckle like (laughs) yeah no such thing what's that (laughs) you know i laugh at two words i two words i laugh at when people ask me uh one is is this the off season for you off season it's funny and the two is vacation you taking a vacation I'm like <laughs> you're funny <laughs> you're really funny you should consider I, that though i couldn't even take my wife out to dinner last night and then a kid commits and we're <laughs> hour late getting the story out and that was like man this is why i don't do nice things this, this, is, <laughs> this is why we don't have nice this is things. what happens exactly yeah. <laughs> uh adam mailbag question brian and vince do you like the way coach parker used tyree in the offense yeah, I mean, of what we saw, I mean, we saw slants, we saw now screen, we saw a jet sweep, we saw him running some crossers and overs. That's all the stuff you want to see him getting on. We didn't see him do anything like we didn't, I, I, at least I didn't see. We didn't see like any wheels and there'll be some stuff like that that he'll do. Oh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, like there was one time where they they uh, had both him and Aldrich Estime in the backfield at the same time and, and used him that way. I, yep. I like that. So, yeah, I, I liked what I saw from them today. Again, they'll, be, they'll expand it more, but uh, – yeah, I expect to I, see more. I think you're going to see a lot of creative ways to get the football in his hands. Mm-hmm. I do think that, absolutely. And I think they just scratched the surface today. So mm-hmm. that's going to be one of the fun things to keep an eye on throughout the entire season because it's not like they're going to empty the the bag of tricks in game one. You know what I mean? So it's going to be, okay, what new way are they going to try to get number two the football moving forward? Like I, I think that's going to be an ongoing season-long storyline. Uh, right. It's going to be fun to keep an eye on. Yeah. Katie says she feels cheated for her own entertainment that Tobias wasn't on Sam's team. Yeah. And that is funny because and Sean and I had I, that. I argument. actually, I, I wonder if this was coming from her or her husband, John. Oh, cause like, I wonder if John's like signed in on Katie's thing <laughs> uh, or Probably if that's, true. yeah, because uh, her mm-hmm. husband, John is on, in our chat a lot too. So I, I, I agree with you. I would have been fun to see. Yeah. I want to see one of the two argument. big guys. Right. I want to see one of the two big guys playing on his team. Right. Yeah. Yep. We're going to get a lot of that, though, come yes. fall. Don't worry. Oh, yes. Yeah. Thank oh, you, yes. John, for the super chat very much. I didn't see a comment underneath his. I, uh, I looked too. Yeah. Okay. And John will just throw some 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 st- super stickers from time to time, which we appreciate very, Thanks, very much. Thanks, John. From L.A. Adams, thank you for the super chat. This was the most enjoyable spring game that I can remember. Lots to be excited about. We have guys, big, fast, athletic, strong guys. Best thing yeah. of all, this was just a glimpse. Fall could be yeah. fun. Yeah. I think it will be fun. I yeah. think fall is going to be a lot of fun, Brian. I do too. I said that before the game, man. I I just, I just, you know, I could be wrong. I just feel like this team is, they got a chance to be really good, man. Yeah. They do. They got a chance yeah. to be a really good football player, football team. Now, there's some things that they're, they're, they're not a finished product or close to it right no. now. No. But no. nobody else is either. Right. Right? I mean, somebody sent me something from the Alabama spring game. Let me pull this up. A buddy of mine sent me something from – I mean, did you watch the Ohio State spring game? 
No. If we're going to base this off how teams looked in their spring games, Notre Dame's going to beat Ohio State by 30. <laughs> now, that's an absurd prediction, right, Vince? Right. But that's what's so absurd about making those kind of prognostications based off where teams are in the spring. Yeah, but I guess um, said so this is a drive chart for the start of the Alabama spring game. Jalen Milrow, three and out. Ty Simpson, three and out. Jalen Milrow, three and out. First pass or through his receiver by 10 yards. Ty Simpson, four and out. First down, short catch and run on the first play. And then it says Simpson and Milroy traded interceptions on consecutive plays just before halftime, right? So, yeah, Alabama's struggling right now. It's the freaking spring, right? Right. Well, of a new Everyone's, offense. Like, no, I'm, I'm forget new I'm just saying, like, Penn State's spring game. Oh, in general. Boring. Yeah. J.J. Right. McCarthy on, like, the first drive of the Michigan game sails an in-cut and just throws an interception. It's a terrible pass. Right? It's a spring game, right? It's not to be overreacted to. Uh, but it was fun to see because what I value in the spring game is how do these kids look running around, Vince? I don't really care about the the outcome. Uh, am I shocked that Sam Hartman went out and did it? No, because I've seen Sam Hartman do that before. Like that's right. not abnormal. Uh, it was good to see some kids we've never seen really in Notre Dame uniforms get a chance to play. But it's just really like, can this team move or not? You know what I mean? And and that's that's my big thing. And this this team can run yeah. around. That's that's the key. From from a personnel standpoint, that is exactly what you look for in a spring game. And then for me, above and beyond that, is we got a glimpse of what the offense is gonna look like as far from a right. schematic standpoint. You know what I mean? Just yeah. from a hey, this is what we're trying to accomplish, kind of a thing. And that was yeah, like I said, it's a glimpse. Let's see if it comes to fruition. Right. Yep. It's like somebody somebody down here said, uh, Ray Holcraft said, uh, OSU looked like you know what in their spring game. USC looked scary good on offense in their spring game. You know what I my takeaway was? USC is going to be good on offense, but their defense still stinks. Mm-hmm. That was my takeaway from their spring game, right? But like that's just the nature of the springs. So that's what makes it fun. But at the same time, it's like look, none. The point is, none of these teams are anywhere close to being finished products right now, and that's the fun. But you're just like as a coach knowing where they are now relative to where you want to be at this point in time. I like where Notre Dame is at. I do. And just talking to some of my sources, I think the staff is very happy with where they're at right now. Sure. Especially knowing like, Hey, we didn't have cam this spring. We didn't have Thomas uh, Harper this spring. You know, Logan was out most of the spring and, and what does that mean? So Logan Diggs being out means what Jabron Payne is now a much more known commodity today than he was a month ago. Right. Yep. And you just get excited about it, man. That's that's where I'm at. It's just exciting. And this is what I love about college football this time of year. Every team in America has some reason to convince themselves they're going to be really good and something that they're petrified by. Yeah. At least any any reasonable college football fan. You know, some people are like, ah, we're going to beat everyone by 90. You know, like there are some Michigan fans that literally I've seen people talk about, we're going to beat everybody by 30 this year. Okay. All right. Go, dude. Go, good for you. Sure. Yeah, LSU 19 couldn't even do that, but sure, you're going to do that, right? Like, it's just pump the brakes a little bit, right? I mean, they do play in the Big Ten. Yeah. Hey, yeah, there's going to be – I'm always looking be, for my shots, There's going to be some good teams in the Big Ten. I'm always year. looking this for my shots. This is why, shots. you know, I'm looking at creating a uh, – for the CFB Nation channel, I'm going to have – we're going to have all, we're gonna have conference shows. It's one of the things okay. we're going to do is a Pac-12 show, a Big Ten show. Would never have you doing you, you're not even allowed in the big 10 show because you cannot possibly <laughs> nope like on, honestly objectively evaluate the big 10 and nope. you're honest about it that's yep. the thing it's <laughs> like nope. hey vince can we have an honest show about michigan today nope sorry brian no. can't do it can't do mm-hmm. it so if i want to objectively talk about michigan i'm like hey uh vince can't be on the show today <laughs> we're gonna 
<laughs> just, somebody you, you just have to, you know, when it, you're going to talk, just go. You know, yeah, excuse I don't know myself. what's happening with Vince. He keeps muting <laughs> and unmuting himself. I don't know what's happening with Vince. I don't know what's going on, everybody. So, uh, but yeah, that's, uh, but that's the fun of it. But yeah, I, I, that's what I love about spring. Absolutely. L.A. Adams. Three straight from L.A. I was going to say, by the way. No, this is the same one that we had up. Okay, gotcha. Here, so here's number two. Oh, here we go. All right, awesome. Thank you, L.A. Oh, yeah, and Benjamin Morrison is the real deal. Yeah, yes, he is. No doubt about that. Yes, he is. And another one, and wide receivers look totally different, more polished. This they is look- a great observation, Yes, ben, because last year at this time, they were in practice 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 of Chancey Stuckey's tenure, and it was still a bit of an unknown. You had guys out. Sure. You know, Tobias wasn't here yet. Uh, Tyree was playing running back. None of these freshmen were here. And they were still learning. I mean, again, they were rebuilding the fundamental aspects of that unit because of what had happened before. I mean, Chancey Stuckey wasn't starting from scratch. He was starting from below scratch. Oh, my gosh. When he took over last year from a technical fundamental standpoint. We're now seeing what this unit looks like now that they've got a whole season and now a second spring, to your point, uh, a much more polished unit, but it also speaks volumes to the recruiting job they did. Yeah, where they went out and got polished guys like yep. Br- like Braylon. I don't excuse me, not like like, like Jaden and Rico. Excuse me. Yeah, certain boxes had to be yeah. checked for those yeah. guys to exactly. come on board, and they do. Exactly. They clearly check those boxes. Yeah, uh, it, perfect, perfect. Um, sorry, I was saying perfect to Ryan. He just sent me a text message. But yes, th- we are seeing the Chancey Stucky effect really start to take into hold, right? Yeah. It, just like we talk about running back. The, the, offensively today, Vince, outside of, well, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but like outside of Tyler at quarterback, sure. who I thought mechanically got himself in trouble a couple of times, I thought the offense looked really polished mm-hmm. across the board. I mean, the, the blue team got in some trouble, but uh, some of that was just, the guy that they were getting whooped by was just better than they were, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, some of that was just that. I thought fundamentally, I thought the offense looked really good. Like, I, there wasn't a ton other than, you know, like, some stuff on defense with the young guys, Clarence Lewis. Even defensively, I thought this team just looked more, I don't know, sound yeah. than they were a year ago, which Absolutely. is an important thing. It's a very important yeah. thing. So great observation, L.A. Very, really, really good observation on the receivers. Reza. Right, my man, in a long time. All right, appreciate all you guys do. So excited for post game conversations in the fall. Yeah. I mean, those and the upon further reviews are the best shows. Yeah, all right, those are the best well, shows in the fall. I love them all. And we are contemplating, I haven't decided yet, but we are contemplating mixing up how we did the, the blue gold game or the uh, post game shows from, from last year. And what we're probably going to do is have Vince get home sooner. And have him and Ryan start the show kind of really soon after the game and just have them go. Maybe in Sean Davis, I'm not sure what's going to be going on with his show this summer. I mean, he and I got to sit down and talk about what their schedule is going to be. But we want to get the postgame show started sooner. And then I'll finish my writing work at the stadium. And then I'll kind of join late and just kind of give a little a little deal. But I'll let them kind of give that initial reaction. So we're... We're going to mix some things up a little bit this uh, this season, but w- the post game show is not going anywhere. We're just going to oh, try to best. get it started a little bit sooner and and uh, and let the other guys do it because then I can give my full recap the next night on the upon further review is when I can give more of my recap. So that'll be that'll be part of it as well. Absolutely. All right, Vince. Let's um, let's get some more here. We got uh, a couple more super chats down here before we get to some of the questions. 
Super chat from Josh. Thank you very much. Great house will be a future stud. Looked like a tight end. Well, he's only six I, foot one and two hundred and ten pounds. I right. I, I wonder if it's like end. I wonder if he's referring to some of the routes that they were using him on today, which which would make sense. Sure. Like a lot of the option stuff, which we've talked about with like Jaden Greathouse. I mean, excuse me, Jaden Thomas. We've said, you know, who's going to replace Michael Mayer? Well, some of the routes that Michael ran as a detached player are going to be things that Jaden Thomas is going to be taking sure. over. Well, today Jaden Greathouse was playing where mm-hmm. Jaden Thomas normally plays, and so I. I think that's actually kind of smart in, in that what they're doing is, is like, okay, last year we would put Michael Mayer out in 12 personnel. He'd be our slot. He'd run a lot of that stuff. Well, now we're having our slots do it. And and I think that's something that you say, okay, that's what we kind of thought we might see Vince. And today we're, you know, yeah. we're doing it. Yeah, right? absolutely. We're doing it. Uh, I want to respond to this too here real quick. So Jay Carr says SD Mikes is the best. Can't have enough of him. What I'm saying is you're, there's going to be some, form of sean doing a post game show we're just not sure if it's going to be with us with lucky we're just not sure how we're going to break that up yet i just i don't want to commit sean to being on the post game show and then he wants to do something different it's all we're all part of the same family right lucky lefty show gets put up on our on cfb nation which is part of our our podcast family i just don't want to say oh yeah we're gonna have sean davis and then we decide down the road that we're sean's gonna go do something you know, he'll have his own thing or whatever. I would like for him to be on it, right? Because yeah. I think, and especially if it's the three of you, I think yeah. that's a great post game show with you, Ryan, and Sean doing Absolutely. it. Absolutely. I just, I, I can, can kind of control what shows Vince and Ryan are on. With Sean, he's got his own podcast, and I, and I, we got to work around, around that uh, as well. So, so that's what I was referring to when, when we're not sure what Sean's going to do. I just don't want to commit to something that Sean's like, ah. Uh, I was actually thinking about doing this next year, but I would much, I would love for our post game show to be the three of you guys, Me and then I'll too. I'll drop in late and just kind of give my little twenty minutes of thoughts on things, <clears> and then you know, and then then get back to breaking the film down. So that's that's what my hope is. But I just got yeah. we we're there's a lot of things we're 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 doing that we're going to kind of try to make sure that we're staying fresh, mixing things up. How can we make our content and our product better? is is what it comes down to so it's just that's a lot of what we're what we're what we're referring to there so all right let's get down to another uh so super chat here paul thank you for the super chat this spring game has me excited for the season go irish you are yeah. not alone paul you are yeah. not alone yep yep i agree man i i just and, and vince i was excited before today so like that if you weren't excited about this team before the blue gold game, I hope you are excited about it now. I'm, I'm right. fine with that. That's fine. I think people should be excited, but I think today, if you were already fired up about it, I think what today did for me anyway, was confirmed a lot of things that yes. I, that I, that I think about this football team. Yeah. That's, that's what my takeaway yes. was. Big time, big yeah. time. Thank you for the super chat. Morior Invictus. Spring game, not overreaction. If the over-under win total stays at eight and a half, I'm betting the ranch. Great coverage yeah. today, guys. Thanks. I just don't see that. I don't get that one. I mean, even as bad as the even with the struggles they had last year, they went they they went over. Right. Wasn't the over-under last year seven and a half? Even with so, the loss, the to last Marshall, few years has been ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's been absolutely ridiculous. I need to look up and see if they've even got that out there yeah. yet. But yes, if it's anywhere close to eight and a half. Absolutely bet the ranch, no doubt. Yeah, yeah I this is the funny. So I, I made the comment, Vince, about you know what I'll do is I'll come in and I'll give like my little 20 minute of, of impression. This is a look at this response. He's not wrong I from Ramlack Carrot. 
20 minutes. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. But look, so, I got to shoot for a shorter amount of time because if so, I'm like, I'll come in for an hour and the show's going to be like eight hours long. So you're telling me if Notre Dame beats Ohio State at home, you're going to come on for 20 minutes and be like, yep, it was a great game. I'll see you guys tomorrow night on the show. <laughs> Okay, there might be some exceptions to the rule. <laughs> but the point is, is there's a lot of good football minds. When I'm on a show, let's be honest, we've talked about this. I have the type of personality. I am also the boss that sometimes <laughs> people kind of, you know, they're not willing to, to fight for space. And I make it hard because of the way that I interact. And that's that's just the way that I am. And that's not going to change. So there's other ways you can do it to where, okay, let's let you guys be on a show together and then not have to worry about me. And that's kind of what we want to do. So that way you're getting more opinions and different views. And because Vince will tell you, I never tell you guys what to say. I never tell you guys, Hey, you can't say this. You can't have this opinion. We all have to be on the same page and don't do any of that. You know? So uh, it's just my attempt to do that, but yeah, you're probably right. Especially (laughs) like some of the the wins. Well, and and if there is a loss, it's going to be the same thing. It's like, yeah, I'm not going to be 20 minutes. You are right. It's not going to be. It's, yeah, it's. It's not going to be 20 minutes, but hopefully we don't have to deal with that one. But yeah, that's a, it's a great comment, Ramlick. I think that's hilarious. And and, and you're absolutely spot on. Absolutely spot on. (laughs) No question. Terry Gillery, who's the biggest surprise of the non-early enrollee incoming freshmen? Well, we haven't seen any of those guys yet. Yeah, and so um, I mean, the only the only freshmen we've seen so far are the early enrollees, and so I couldn't say anyone that's a surprise of the non-early enrollees because I already have my opinion of them based on film. They haven't been given an opportunity to to surprise me yet. Right. I will say that my biggest surprise of the early enrollees, Vince. Uh, that's a that's a good question. I I knew I liked Rico. I did. Sure. He's a lot better than I thought. Yeah, he, he's, a, he's a lot better than I thought. And then he said, uh, going to be, I meant. You're making a prediction. So his question is, who's going to be the biggest surprise of the early enrollee? Well, that's that's still the same thing. Like, I, I can't predict someone that's going to be better than what I already think that he is. I'll tell you who I hope he is. Here's who I hope the, the biggest surprise is for the early enrollee freshman. Who's the biggest surprise? I'll say this. Pick a defensive end, any defensive end. That's what I hope the biggest surprise for earlier enrollee freshman is just okay. getting one of the freshmen, like getting if Bubakar is ready to go or Brendan Vernon or Armel Mookum, if one of those guys is ready to come in and help at big end like now, that would surprise me a little bit and be great. Okay. And be great. But I mean, you know, Micah Bell, if Mike, I'll say this, if Micah Bell is like ready to play right now, that would surprise me a little bit. So that would be a good surprise too. But like if if Jeremiah loves like yeah, he's too good not to play. Okay. Shocker. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> all right. Uh if Cooper Flanagan comes in and he's ready to be like a blocking tight end day one, okay. Yeah, I've talked about that a lot. Yeah. If Charles Jagasol is too good not to play, okay, sure. Knew that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If, if, if all the linebackers are on campus, both of the safeties are on campus, Christian Gray's already on campus. It, there's not a lot of dudes left. <laughs> right you know seriously uh so yeah those would be ones for me those would those would be ones for me so, so yeah, that's, uh, yeah not to go too off the rails here but i was trying to look up like the over under for wins and mm-hmm. i can't find anything but i did find the odds for the heisman trophy yeah. you want to guess where sam hartman's at like ranked wise like isn't it like sixth or seventh 
fourth. Fourth? Okay. He's fourth. Caleb Williams is number one. Jordan Travis is two. Drake May is three. And then Sam Hartman. Is that post-Blue Gold game? <laughs> I know, right? I, like, I I kind of feel like a lot of people watching. And, and I'm curious. I, I'm going to ask all of y'all in the chat. When, when he banged that post throw on the second series, were a lot of y'all like, yep. Like, <laughs> okay, this is going to be it. This right. is, you know. This is what we hope. I had a buddy of mine, and as soon as he banged that post throw, he was like, Sammy Heisman, Sammy Heisman, you know, and he was just fired up. But it was just fired up. Yeah, but like that throw didn't even, I mean, that throw was great and it got me fired up, but it was some of the other stuff, like the the intermediate stuff that that, that he wasn't always great about at Wake Mm -hmm. Forest, you know, where he wasn't, he didn't always have great ball placement on some of the intermediate stuff because of the mesh and the different types. But to see him sit back in a pocket, something he didn't get a ton of chances to do. Sure. And at, at wait, because they were doing the slow mesh and all that. To see him sit back there and go through his reads and go through his progressions, you're like, yo, we got ourselves a quarterback, man. Like, we have got right. ourselves quarterback. Mm-hmm. That was fun to see. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun to see. But it, the throw that's going to get everybody fired up is the post route. Because when was the last time Notre Dame hit a post route like, you know, like 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 that? You know, like Tyler's post route against, against South Carolina was sort of a like a half roll, you know, throwing kind of backside. Yeah, to biases, but like to have that kind of just bang it like that, where there's safety deep. Because Tobias's was one on one man coverage. To to do it where you're beating the safety before he can get over across the field, that's kind of what I'm referring to, Vince. That that's that's a good one. You've got another super chat just popped in there, Vince. Jim, thank you for the super chat, Jim Halloran. Yeah, man, thank you, Jim. haven't, Haven't been around for a while. Thought Hartman looked great with reads and ball placement. Any chance? Other QBs have their old coach in their head. Oh, I don't want to. No, come on. Let's not. First of all, there's only one other quarterback that could could really have that. You know, uh, Steve Angeli's only has one more semester playing for Tommy Reese than he has. Right. Sure. Than he has for Gino Gadouli. Kenny Minchie's never played for Tommy Reese. I don't want to get, I mean, that's just, that's so unfair because look again, last time we saw Tyler Buckner playing for Tommy Reese, he was lighting the world on fire and making a ton of plays. Like true. I I don't want to do that. I don't want to, anytime a quarterback does something, Oh, it's Tommy Reese's fault. I I don't want to get into that game. I just think what it comes down to Jim is is, is Tyler has to learn to play within the pocket better. And today's a great example where there's not always a place to run for him. Mm-hmm. Right. When, when there's pressure coming and you've got to do a better job of of being able to keep your mechanics crisp and clean snap after snap. He'd been doing that in the spring practices. We saw Ben. some of the throws he missed on today. You and I watched him make m- multiple of those throws in the two practices. We saw the two full practices we saw. It's just it's part of the evolution yeah. of the game of, of it. Right. I mean, it's, yep. and, and I'll tell you this for all the people that want to hate on Tyler. He looked a whole lot better in this spring game than Deshaun Kaiser did before the spring before he led Notre Dame to Fiesta Bowl when everybody said, oh, man, oh my when Zaire gets hurt, they are so screwed but because terrible. of how to Deshaun Kaiser played in the spring game. He got outplayed yeah. by Montgomery Van Gorder, and he did get outplayed by Montgomery Van Gorder. Yeah. But when he got to the fall, it was fine, right? So, um, no, nah, I mean, again, I, I don't want to put that on him. I, I don't think that had anything to do with it. I just think his offensive line was getting their butts kicked. And weather sucked, and he didn't handle it great today. Today, yeah. right? And that's all it was. But, you know, I, I, I still have a lot of confidence in Tyler Buckner. But we've always expected this year's starter to be my, – my quarter. My opinion on the quarterback position, Vince, has not changed. Is it for you? No. Sam Hartman's going to be the starter. Nope. If he goes down, 
Tyler's going to be able is going to be just fine. And then for next year, it's you know I expect Tyler to take over and battle, but he's going to have to battle you know Kenny and CJ Carl be here by then. And you know I'm excited about the future of the quarterback play. And there was literally nothing that could happen today that was going to change that, barring a devastating injury, which we didn't see. I agree completely. I just you know Sam showed us what we already know it could be, and Tyler didn't play well, but it's a spring game, and I don't care. That and that's a bit hypocritical because you know you get excited about the things you like, but then you dismiss the negatives. And I, I get that, but that's just I've, in fairness, I've always said that I've always been that right. way in spring games because I also because I know what I'm looking for right. and what I'm what I'm not as concerned about. So that's that's kind of where where I'm looking at it, Vince. On that one, you any thoughts on that? For I'm I'm 100 percent with you. Yeah, I'm 100 percent with you. I I don't you know it's a practice. I, I guarantee you there was a practice where Sam didn't look good. And, and Tyler well, that's what did. we heard. Like, I mean, Oh, Sam's, you know, but you know what I mean? Like it, it's a practice. This one just happened to be nationally televised. Like that's, that's the only difference. Yes. He struggled. You're not, I'm not going to make excuses that he, he struggled. He did. Right. And Sam looked great. And it was fun to watch. Yeah, it absolutely. Was. It, mean, really it, was. Was, it, it was. It was really fun to was. watch. And I, I have no problem saying that either. You know what I mean? But that doesn't mean that, Sam's a Heisman Trophy winner, and Tyler sucks. Like, well, if Sam's a Heisman Trophy winner, it's not because of what he did today. Sure. Right? Like, sure. this game, mean, we've already – the guy's got almost 13,000 career yards. We right. know who Sam Hartman is, guys. And Absolutely. this is what I kept – this is what drove me nuts about some of the some of the discussion that apparently other, other people that cover the team were having that we had to keep responding to. Like, I don't give a crap what Sam Hartman does at – 8.45 in the morning on a Tuesday in March or April because right. I have 12,967 yards of evidence and 110 <laughs> passing touchdowns of evidence of who he is in a Power 5 conference. Yeah, You know what I mean? It's practice, right? And he's learning a new offense. This is, this is why all of it was just such nonsense. It's like, what are you talking about? It's practice. And and so um, he's he was always going to be fine, Man. and I'm glad. I'll be. I'll say this, Vince, for our sanity. I was very happy that Sam Hartman played well today. Because if he would have if he would have played like Tyler Buckner played today, Ugh. like if the roles were reversed, this would have been a very frustrating offseason. Yes, and I'd have been happy for Tyler. It has nothing to do with Tyler. It has more to do with how people would react to it. Right. Absolutely. But to, if Sam didn't play the way he did today, you'd have all these people that have been running their, their their yaps about, you know, what he's done in practice and all this other kind of stuff. Oh, maybe he's just not this or maybe he's that or whatever. I never thought he was much of that anyway. Played a Wake Forest, could never beat Clemson, blah, blah, blah. Well, now it's like, OK, what what do you have to say now? Mm-hmm. Right. Like yeah. this is the most important practice of all of them, except for last Saturday. And who have who did our sources tell us? really shined in last week's practice scrimmage bingo bingo yeah there you go and that's not a shot on tyler tyler's three years away from being in the experience level that sam hartman's in now yeah sixth year senior and guess what he looked like today a sixth year senior with a ton of experience that's right he did that's right who's got who can throw a pretty football right and who's old enough enough to make dad jokes in interviews which i thought was funny yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> Sean Stewart with the super chat. Cue the predator laugh when this offense gets rolling this year. Go Man, I, Irish. I don't remember the predator laugh. I don't know what that is. Either. Is that at the end? Like when they're about to blow the, the thing up? Is that what that refers to? The predator laugh at the end of the movie when when uh, he blows up, blows himself up. I'm, I have to remember that. But yeah, pick any other. Yeah, pick that. Whatever. Pick whatever. I, uh, gif, gif, you know, you know that yeah. you want. It, it's this offense is going to be fun to watch. I hope so. I think it is. I do. And and again, I feel today was a little bit of confirmation. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's the thing for me. It's a little bit of com- confirmation of that. And so I get a little excited about that. I get a little excited about that. How can, how can you not? Yeah. How could really anybody do. sit there and watch the first half of the Golds offense yeah. and not be like, okay, yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, here here we go, Vince. Coleman Smith, mailbag over under two and a half commits for the rest of the weekend. Ooh. I, I'm not ready to, to answer this one yet, Coleman, because I'm still waiting to get an intel, a little intel back on, on a kid. But there's a chance, there's a chance so that if you pick the chance. over, you won't be wrong. So Fun this weekend. is rest of the weekend, not just including right. the two they already got. I just let's 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 see if because I think there's a couple kids that may be ready to kind of commit, but then say I want to go on some more visits, and if that's true, then they will may won't end up taking that that side of the commitment. Oh, gotcha. Say take the visits first. So right, I'm just waiting to hear back on a couple of those. But based based on what I'm hearing, latest I'm hearing, I, I think that could go over. But I'm just so not not quite including. Ready to, just to clarify, not including the not two including the gotten. two they already got. Yeah. So this not is not zero. Got. Yeah. And let's just talk. There's I'm gonna skip down a little bit to okay. a question that, that was about that since since we since we Love did it. start talking about that. So here we Irish go. Mills 540. Can we talk about how Al Washington just casually got back to back D line commits in 24, 25 classes, both occurring within 12 hours each other? Tip of the cap. Yes. Now here's the thing. I'm gonna say this, and it's not meant to be a shot at Al Washington because he is we've said this before, he's upped his recruiting game. And isn't he now two and zero as a blue gold game coach? Didn't I believe his team so last year too. In Wash they so, trust. Yes, yes. Those shirts. Yeah. Uh but the 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 deal is so from what we understand, Al Golden had a had a really big role in getting Cole Mullins. And and I and I was told that uh, Max Bull also played a role. Now that's not meant to take away from Al Washington. That's meant to say, hey, we're also hearing Al Golden's name mentioned yeah. a little bit more and in this particular, and that's a good thing because we, we are yeah. here. We're already hearing Al's name mentioned more now. You know, obviously did it uh, played a role in getting Davion Dixon. Obviously that was a big one. That was an important one. So tons of credit there. Uh, I think that there's a couple other kids that he's been recruiting heavily that Notre Dame's got a shot to close on here soon. So uh, Al's definitely doing a better job. I just want to make sure, like, in this instance. And, yes, these kids are coming to play for him, so he had a role. It's more to say Al Golden's name got mentioned a lot to us when we were talking to folks around Cole Mullins about the role he played, which is very important, very important uh, about this one. But, yeah, it's good. You got Davion Dixon yesterday. He's a sophomore kid, 6'2", about 305. I met, had a chance to meet him today. I was walk, walking out to the car. Uh, after my first TV spot, and him and his mom were just getting out. I had a chance to talk with them. Really nice kid, really nice mom, like really sweet. And they were just like, I was like, you know, so I was like, dude, what happened? Because like he wasn't expecting to commit, and his mom and him were just like, man, I just, as soon as he got here, it's just like, yeah, it's just like, mm. 
Like, where else would I want to go? He goes to a really prestigious academic school down in Miami. And it's just like, where else could you want to go? I mean, where else would you want to go? This is it. And he just felt at home. And uh, so that was a big one. It was a real big one. And co- awesome. prop, definitely tip of the cap to Coach Washington for that one. Absolutely. Uh, to get to, And he didn't know that that the last year, the, the, the first commitment was also on the blue, the day of the Blue Gold game last year, or the weekend of the Blue Gold game. Remember with uh, Brandon Davis Swain. But uh, really nice kid, man. And a, that's a big boy now. And he's got mm. a lot of that, you know, 15-year-old for body that's going to get reshaped. But, man, when it does, he's quick, fluid, nimble. Uh, surprisingly nimble for a kid his size. Vince, he had like 30-some tackles for loss last year, like 10 wow. sacks. It's like it was nuts. As a, he's a 25 kid, you 25 said? 25 kid. So he's yeah, a, he's he was a he's sophomore. He's nose guard. I mean, he, he's going to be he's gonna be a good Yeesh. one. And his body just reshapes as he physically matures. He just looks like a little kid in the face. I mean, he just he does. Sure. He's like, what, probably 14, 15 years old. He's a really well, if he's cool a sophomore, player. he's probably 16. 16? Okay. Yeah. Right now? I mean, okay, your point still. So 15 or 16. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. But he's young. He's young. And so, I mean, he's he's going to grow a lot. And, and and it was good to get him on board. He's a really good player. Obviously, Cole Mullins is a guy I love. I, I'm higher on Cole Mullins than a lot of other folks are. I love this kid's film. I, he's six. He measured in at 6'4 at Notre Dame. Uh, athletic. I mean, he plays middle linebacker times, throws off the edge of times, really fluid athlete, change of direction. You see some plays where he's a linebacker just chasing quarterbacks down. And he plays at one of the best high schools and one of the best high school like competition in the state of Georgia. They went 14 and one last year. Had like 58 tackles, uh, I think like 10 tackles for loss, like six sacks, six, six hurries, like four or five breakups. Is a guy that also at times played a linebacker, a teammate of Caleb Downs. Okay. So if you want to know like the, the kind of area he plays in, so I, I'm a big fan of him. Big, I don't care. Somebody said people on Twitter now. I don't care. I, I don't. I don't care. That kid can flat out play. And you know me, Vince. I don't look at star ranking. I look at film. Yeah. And I watched this film before I looked at his star ranking. And when I saw a star ranking, I was floored because I'm like, you. I don't know what. Because you can't say he plays in the middle of nowhere. He plays in one of the best schools in the, in, the, in the state. I don't know what people are missing. But when I watch that kid play, I'm like, that. That's a dude. And uh, yeah. I'm, very high on that pickup. Very high on that pickup. And that was a good pickup. Golden played a role. Coach Washington played a role. They all played a role. Very, very happy about that one. So, yeah, two two good ones in a row. Two good ones in a row. No doubt. No doubt. So, and then um, Terry Gillery. I just like, I just wanted to say that name. So, <laughs> Any prediction on how the 24 class finishes in ranking? It's still a ways away. Yeah, ways away. And I don't care. I've also said this. I don't care. I care yeah. about – that's what all points add? based. It's like oh, yeah. like yeah. Well, it's like CJ Carr's like a five star until he commits to Notre Dame, and then you know, he drops. You know, I mean, this other other kids are are we just we're seeing it all the time because and right. it's not just a, a, a Notre Dame bias. It's it's also a committed player bias. Yeah. Like guy's committed, he's not going anywhere, so it's not a story. It's not so, hyping him up anymore. Right. It doesn't matter as right. much. Yeah. Yep. So that's um, yeah. I. I don't care, but it's going to be as of right now. I anticipate it being a very good class. It's just got to close. I mean, like I was talking with a buddy last night. I said, "Listen, if they're if they're able to close, like let's say they're able to get Kedron Young at running back to go with Aeneas Williams, and it and at receiver they're able to get some combination of Jason Robinson, um, Isaiah Canyon, Micah Gilbert. You know, some some of those guys are able to get you know Styles Prescott and Gearby Lambert on the offensive line. If they're able to get Bryce Young and Justin Scott, maybe a TJ Lindsay or a Malachi Williams type as your as your number five. 
Uh, let's say they're able to get Bodie Cahoon, Kingston Viliyama Asa, and Chris Cole, a linebacker. Let's say they're able to get Davis Andrews, Dewan Lane, and Kennedy Erlacher at safety. Let's say they're able to get Philip, Philip, flip Caleb Beasley. That's a heck of a freaking class. Now, all of that's doable. What are the odds of all of those things happening? I don't right. know. It's early yet, but right. it's doable. And so if they finish that way, it's going to be a heck of a class. If, if it's close to that, it's still a pretty darn good class. Yeah. The thing is, is that it's just, it's, I think this season, it, Josiah Brown's, you can throw Josiah Brown in there. So it's like receivers like them. I like Josiah Brown. I still know how much he likes Notre Dame. The point is, is there's a lot, they're going to get, they're going to have a Texas impact in this class. They're, they could potentially get two to three kids from Georgia in this class. I'm, I'm liking where they're at. They just got to close. That's the key. They just got to close. Close and hold. And, and if they do that, then this is going to be a great class. But it, there's a ways from now. And, and the, the season is going to impact that to a degree. Oh, sure. You know, keeping kids because you have a great season. Maybe you're able to flip a couple kids if you have a great season. Or you falter again. And kids are like, yeah, I love Coach Freeman. He's not that good of a coach. Great guy, but just not get good of a coach. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think it's going to be the case. I think he, there's a team going to go out there and be what you and I think it's going to be, Vince. And then they're like, yeah, okay. Because what did mm-hmm. we say a year ago? If Marcus Freeman proves he can coach, look out. Yeah. Kids are going to want to play for him because he's yep. one of the most genuinely decent people you'll ever meet in this profession, Vince. In a profession that there's just not a lot of really genuinely decent people. Sure. Let's be real about that. He is literally yeah. one of the most decent people you ever met. He's easy to root for. And there's guys like that. Like, I've been very hard on Al Washington. Because that's my job. But I feel about criticizing him the same way I felt about criticizing Jeff Quinn. Mm-hmm. I hated hammering Jeff Quinn because he's one of the most decent men you'll ever meet in the coaching yes. profession. No doubt. But my job is to give you an honest assessment. And, and it's like, I hope Al Washington crushes it as a coach and a recruiter because everything I've heard about him, he's a good dude. I've said this before. I'm I'm very, very high on Al Golden as a human being. I'm a big fan of Al Golden. He was always decent to me. He probably doesn't have a clue who I am, Vince. He probably doesn't remember any of our conversations or, or meeting, talking ball with me at all. But the fact that he did it when he was a big-time Division One defensive coordinator at Virginia says a lot about the kind of person he is. Mike Mickens sure. is one of the best dudes I've ever met. Chancey Stuckey, former pastor. really. I mean, you hear of all Dylan McCullough, great mentor to these young men. Joe Rudolph, the kids are, I mean, you hear, they're good dudes. And there's not a guy on this staff, Vince, to be honest with you, that I dislike. And I promise you that, that has not, not been, been the case. case. Yeah. <laughs> Any year where Brian Pullian was on the staff was clearly that guy. And then the head coach the last 12 years is a guy just as a human being, I just didn't care for. I, I'm thinking like there's just not a coach on the staff that I'm, that now I don't know Marty Biaggi at all. Never met him, never talked to him. But I've had some sort of interaction with every other coach on the staff to some degree, or I know people that have interacted with them, and they're all just decent, good people. If they start winning, it's over, man, because these are the kind of kids that you want to send your kids to play for. But now you got to convince the kids to come want to play for them. Sure. And it's the winning that's going to determine that. And that's when it gets me fired up. But, I mean, right now it's April. i got to see what they're going to do in the fall. Yeah. But if they're if the team is what Vince and I think it's going to be, mm. it's going to be a mm-hmm. it's going to be a fun ride. That's all I'm going to say. It's going to be a fun ride. Let's get to a couple more. Let's get to, we got some recruiting questions. We'll get to that. Uh, oh, actually, I answered that one. Um, let's get to uh, Maxot asked about the 25 D line commit. We answered that one. So um, we'll get to uh, 
this question here from Ray Holcroft. All right. He says, uh, what does 23 Osbury, that means jersey number 23 mm-hmm. Osbury, not to be mistaken with the class of 23. He was in that do, as well. Which he was, yes, exactly. <laughs> we have to do, or what does he have to do to get playing time? He looked really good today. Just keep getting a good feel for the defense. Just, you know, knowing what your assignment is, especially as a rover. If All a right. rover's out of place, takes a bad angle, it's a big play. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, exactly. you, you're because you're out in space, man. You don't have a you don't have a safety fitting right behind you to to protect you in case you take a bad fit as a as a yeah. as a linebacker inside. Just that, and he's the gotta, biggest thing is the mental. He's got to keep I mean, getting stronger, obviously, sure. as all the freshmen do. But for Jaden, it's just keep getting a better grasp for the D, and that's true for every freshman. Just keep getting a good feel for it. Yeah, but yeah, man, I Ray, I'm with you, dude. He, I mean, look, everybody knows that was like my man crush in last year's t- class. I mean, everybody knows that Jaden Osbury was my guy. I, I so when I see him play, it's just kind of like that confirmation bias that you're like yeah that's my dude right i mean i don't know what it was about him vince but you remember the first time i saw that kid play i'm like dude i don't know what it is but this kid's gonna be special man he's not big he's not a 4-4 he's not this he's not that but this guy is just a dude he's just a great football player and uh, i mean he he showed that today man he just flashed today yeah i I, I love it so it's just just keep doing what you're doing man just keep getting a good feel for the defense keep getting you know make sure your assignment correct understand the angles you need to play with know when you're supposed to take an inside angle know when you're supposed to take an outside angle when know when hey i can go because like here's the one thing jeremiah wusu koromoa struggled with early in his tenure he was always trying to make the play yeah and so if he had to go under a guy to make but sometimes you go under the guy and you don't make the play there's nobody outside because your primary job was outside contain. Now, if you can outside contain and then make the play, great. And so there's always that too, is like knowing when to make the play within the framework of the defense and not freelance, right? And there's a time and a place for that. But, you know, that's kind of where you want to be. This is a great, this is a great question, Vince. This is a <laughs> funny one. Yeah. Nathan Milton, today's show has been steady around 800 plus viewers. What do you think the count is post natty? I mean, I'm I might, hoping we're like a couple G's. I was going to say, hoping, yeah. I'm going to be delirious at that point. Cause it'll yeah. be a night game. It'll be like one o'clock in the morning. Pl- that no show is going to go on for a long yeah, time. I mean, I, I really, Y'all might get up for church, and Vince and I might still be yeah. in the show and talking. I feel bad for whoever gets the hotel room next to me because I'm going to be talking all yeah. night long on the show. Like, because yeah. I can't wait for that to be the yeah. case. Like, I yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. Oh, Brian, that'll be a lot of fun. Oh, oh Brian, <laughs> pump the brakes. It's April. I know, pump but I'm already all right. I'm visualizing. Yeah, it. here we go, Vince. Because that's gonna that's the show I gotta, that follows the show where they won a playoff game <laughs> that they right. haven't done. Right. right. So it's anyway. Right. All right. Uh, right. Keith Selner says, do you think Rocco has a solid chance to be a starter? I mean, it's a little early for that, but I mean, if he, if he continues, if he can go out there and practice one through 25 and play with the same fundamental footwork execution, the way he did today. Yeah. He's got a shot. I do. or I think Rocco at least has a shot to, to say, hey, coach, you got to play me. Meaning like, look, I, I get it. Right. Andrew, you Forced is it. a veteran. You can trust him. Billy's you know, great and all that. But you got three of us that are starting caliber. Then, then play us. One thing I'm going to do some digging on this summer, Vince, is I, and I don't know the answer to this, is I don't know if, if we've ever seen this from Joe Rudolph. Have he ever had a year where he played six guys? 
I'm very curious about that to see sure. if he has what that. What does that look like yeah. Yeah, for him? Yeah. And, and is he one of those people just like, nope. Some coaches are just like, nope, I, if I'm not playing more than five offensive linemen. Yeah. And 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 Harry Heesan was that way for a long time, at least from the results. Not that he was against it, but we never saw him do that. Right. Until. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it was more of a until Robert Hainsey was just too good right. not to play. <laughs> until they won the Joe right. Moore Award. With exactly. And it was guys. not that Tommy Kramer didn't have a good offseason. Tommy Kramer sure. had a really good offseason. It was just more of a it was just more of a um this kid's just gotta play. Both of these kids have earned the right to play. That's 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 the reality of it. Yeah. And that's that's what I'm hoping that Rocco does. I'm hoping that's what he does, Vince. Because if Rocco forces his way onto the field this spring or this fall, that's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. That's great. That's a great problem yeah. to have. Yeah, okay. when I when I watched that block, I would encourage you all to go watch it because they show the 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 tight angle after the play. They show the replay of it, Vince. And it's just like this was the footwork was just like, okay, that's better. Mm-hmm. That's better. That's that's what we were hoping Rocco would be coming out of high school. Yeah. It was very good to see. Super chat from Connor says, I'm laughing right now, comparing the offense we saw today versus the offense we saw in last year's Stanford game. I mean, yeah, no I mean, but you could really. say that about a week after that game. I mean, two weeks after that game, three Fair. weeks after that game, that was a terrible game. It was, but yeah, I mean, you're right. It looked a lot different today, and and I think it's going to look a lot different. You're, you're, look, here's the deal, y'all. Though, let me ask you this: run the same exact offense against Stanford that you ran last year. Put Sam Hartman at quarterback instead of Trapine, and what's the what's the difference? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, so, but that's what's so huge about this. And, right. and it's not just Sam Hartman. It's, it's continue to develop Tyler Buckner. It's Kenny Minchie. It's, mm-hmm. it's CJ Carr. It's quarterback has been the thing holding this program back for a long time, long time. Right. And, and not the only problem, but it's been the most consistent problem. If you can fix that, this team's got a chance to do something. Yeah. And that's what I get excited about because you don't lose to Marshall if your quarterback plays better. Sam Hartman doesn't miss a wide open Braden Lindsay on a post route right before the first half. And if he hits that play, you remember that that one where Braden was wide open on that post route, like right before halftime, yep. like two plays for halftime. Sam Hartman hits that and it's a touchdown. And that's a completely different game. Notre Dame, I think, runs Marshall off the field the second half if they yep. hit that play. Absolutely. At Stanford, Absolutely. there were so many guys open in, the, in that game that you're just like, get the ball out to them. If you put him in there, it's a different deal. But that's what's so, it's so important to, to recruit and develop quarterbacks. Right. It's so important to recruit and develop quarterbacks. Yep. Some somebody asked, you know, Chief Brody asked, uh, and thank you for the by the way, thank you for the super chat, Connor. I do appreciate that. Chief Absolutely. Brody says, any concern that all our best quarterbacks recently haven't actually been developed at Notre Dame? I mean, no, because I I don't think that's necessarily accurate. I mean, Ian Book was developed at Notre Dame, and he took he's the only one that's taken Notre Dame to a playoff game. In, in in the stretch in the last 10 years, right? I mean, so I'm not concerned about it because, I mean, that's what – I mean, Lincoln Riley has built his entire career on quarterbacks that were developed somewhere else for for the most part, right? And then you just take them to the next level. Yeah, I don't really care about that. But if Notre Dame is going to continue this beyond this year, it's going to have to be – to Chief's point, it's going to have to be guys that are developed fully at Notre Dame. Because if you have to go into the portal in two or three years, it's something bad happened. You didn't, oh my you didn't develop the quarterbacks well. Yeah. you know, Or there was a rash of just insane injuries. I hope that we don't have to see them bring in another Sam Hartman because I hope that you're developing that guy right. from within. 
Yep, agreed. And the talent is there. I mean, Kenny Minchie, CJ Carr, the talent's there, man. Yeah. It's that talent's there. I know that I'm 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 a, the minority in this view, but I, I still think CJ Carr is the best quarterback in the 25 class. I know Dylan Rayola's got better physical tools, but CJ Carr to me is the best quarterback in that class. When you combine the physical tools, the mental part of the game, the athleticism, I don't think CJ Carr CJ Carr gets slept on for how athletic he is. He's a really athletic kid. Uh, on top of like, I think people have this notion that CJ Carr, and I'm talking national analysts, is like, well, he's just good because he's really smart because his his grandpa's mm-hmm. Lloyd Carr. And I'm like, because I and I read some reviews of CJ, and it's like, am I watching a different kid? Did I watch the wrong kid in the last two years? Because I see a kid that's really athletic. I see a kid with plenty of arm strength. I see a kid with super accuracy and and a great mind. And and you're just like, um, I think that kid's a lot more than just mentally the grandson of a uh championship national championship coach. I see a kid that's got physical talent. Yeah. And that's what I think miss people miss the boat on is that kid's got ability. Kenny Minchie's got ability. And you're just excited to see him develop and you hope they are. I, I've been impressed with what I've seen from Gino Goduli so far. Mm-hmm. I have been. I really Agreed. like what I've seen from him so far. Agreed. Absolutely. Gideon Rosa says, what do you think of the mix of huddle and tempo? I really thought it was good to not see the scan. I mean, did we see this? I don't remember. Did we see the scan last year during the spring game? I don't think so. I think it was more during the season than it was during the spring. Okay. I don't, I mean, it's a spring game. You're, 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 it's a different scenario. So sure. I, I don't expect us to get the scan this year, but I don't think that 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 the spring game is evidence of that. I just I just don't know if that's what they're going to do. And again, the scan came about last year, right? Did we see a ton of that against Ohio State and Marshall? I don't remember seeing a lot of that against those two teams. I don't think so. We didn't see a lot of it against South Carolina. That was a unique situation because they had a quarterback that they didn't think could just go out there and make plays, right? So they had to get them into the right call. Yeah, it was related to. We're trying to do something here because we feel we're limited. Now, you could argue they shouldn't have felt that limited and Drew Pine was better than they thought he was. Okay, fine. But they thought he limited the offense. And they felt they needed to be in the right play in order for it to work. You could debate if that's accurate or not, but that's what they felt. That's why we didn't see that from Tommy Reese's first two years. Now, again, there was still still too much, too many at times where they would you know, get calls in late because I think they he was, was trying to get the yeah, right call in. So down, I think yeah, the scan yeah. was also – a move to say, well, let's just get lined up and then I get the call and that way we don't have to do something later. But I think it was more related to last year than anything else. Just mm-hmm. the specifics of of the personnel last season, in my opinion. Agreed. Realistic. Oh, this is from Nuke Life, Life 007. 007. Yeah. yeah man. I just Life. wanted to say that. That sounds like a cool Nuke name. Nuke right? Life. Yeah, I know, right? Realistically, how well, much hold of- on. Anytime you throw 007 on the end of something, Vince, that's kind of fire. Let's be real about that. <laughs> right? I mean, right? Yeah, I get you. So realistically, how much of a jump can the freshman make in the summer? I assume he's assu- referring to the wide receivers, but probably well, freshman, overall. freshman in general, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, Noop, it's it really comes down to what kind of work are they willing to put in? And if the kids are willing to put in the work, you can make big improvements, like really big improvements. And and a lot of it comes from so the spring, you're working out a lot of your your issues. You're working out your a lot of on your uncertainty. Hey, you know, I'm not quite sure where coach wants me on this. Like little things like, okay, on this particular concept, I need you to be six yards off the tackle, not eight. 
because the timing of it, we're trying to mesh here. I'm trying to get you over the top of the flat defender on the opposite side and the timing of the play. If you're eight yards off instead of six yards, you're not, you, you can't do that as a receiver. And, and I remember Mike Elko explaining to me one time about what happened. There was a play in a game where a safety got beat. And he's like, yeah, because he didn't recognize the difference between the receiver being six and eight, because when the receiver six and eight, when he's six, he, they, they only run these three routes when he's at six. They run the whole tree at eight. But when they reduce to six, there's only three routes that they run. The safety didn't recognize that he was at six. And so he wasn't prepared for those routes, those route cuts. So he bit on a route that they've never ran out of that look. So it's both ways. It goes both ways, which is sure. the little things, right? Yeah, well, you struggle with those little things during the, those first first 15 practices because your man, your head is swimming. Like you're just getting everything thrown at you. Now you're – because like unlike the winter seven-on-sevens, you're getting hit now, <laughs> right? You're getting hit in the face now. It's more physical. Uh, you're getting yelled at for the first time in a Notre Dame uniform because you're not in those situations. Uh, it's just a different animal. So now you go into the summer – and you're going to have two months of summer, well, re- yeah, like three months really of summer workouts, May, June, and July, of summer workouts either at home or, or back. You're going to come back in what right, early June May be for home. summer school. Yeah, May right? will be at home, and then and June then you, will be back. You, at right, come back early June for summer school. You got those two months. You're going to start fall camp probably late July, early August, since the first game's August 26. You'll probably start like first late last week of July, I would imagine. And and so you look at events and, and and you're saying, okay, what can they they can improve their technique? They're they're gonna have a much better feel for the offense. So once you get these 15 practices, Noob, then you get three months of those workouts and the last two with your quarterbacks, with your teammates, where you're going over stuff, you're gonna have such a greater grasp of the offense in the fall than you did right now in March and April, that you're just gonna start playing faster and playing with more confidence and start making more plays. There's also the aspect of they're in a period where their strength is going to take a bigger jump and yep. it's already started to, well, now you're going to have three more months of the strength conditioning program and you head into a different phase of the strength conditioning program where a lot of times in the winter for some players, it's let's get some weight off and build you up for other players. It's like, we need to add a bunch of weight on to get you up there and then we'll work some of it off. I mean, so every kid's in a different stage, but for the most of the freshmen, it's let's get you stronger and more explosive, stronger, more explosive. So there's going to be a little bit more of that. You, you look at a guy like, um, you know, you look at some of these freshman receivers, for example. Well, Braylon James has put on 15 pounds already. He's going to keep getting stronger. Jaden Greathouse is going to get stronger. Jaden Osbury can maybe put on five pounds. But beyond that, three more months of squatting powers, all the different things that they do, he's going to be a little bit more sturdy and able to hold up. To the earlier question, what can Jaden Osbury do? Well, a little bit more grown man strength is going to help him yeah. play a little bit better as well. Absolutely. So. And so I think there's a lot of there's a lot of room for improvement for those young guys at this point in time, Vince, where they can they can improve a lot yeah. of aspects of their game, more so than a guy who's a senior, right? Like Sam Hartman, sure. there's not a lot he's going to be able to improve upon except for one thing, just more and more of a grasp of the offense. And exactly, exactly relationships, yeah. yeah, yeah. But technically, there's not a ton more he's going to do. You're not going to mess with his throwing angle. He might be a bad example because he's still adjusting the footwork. That might have been a bad example. I think a better example would be, uh, you know, looking at at Howard Cross. Like, how much better is Howard Cross going to be between now and then? It's just about staying healthy and just developing. How much better is J.D. Bertrand going to be between right now and and the fall? Uh, Okay, clean up your assignments. But, like, there's not – he's not going to get a lot bigger. He's not going to, you know, take a tenth and a half off of his 40 time. 
Like he, th- those guys are who they are. Now it's just be a consistent version of yourself. These mm-hmm. kids can physically still change themselves a little bit. And that's what I'm hoping that we see. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Go mental, ahead. mental is the big one because I think you're going to see a lot of time in the film room. You're going to have a lot of time, you know, just to focus on the mental side of things, like you said, and you were very specific in what you were talking about. And then the physical development in the weight room. I mean, that's, those are the, those are the two categories for me that you see the biggest change from spring to fall, because from the off season of like, if you're, if you're not talking about the, in, the, the early enrollee freshmen, if you're talking about guys that have been on campus, right. You only had from like January to begin beginning of March. So really only like two months. Now you're going to have three months. So, I mean, it's 33% more, which is a lot when you're talking about weight room time and you're talking about film room time. And then also the mental side of it, you've had these 15 practices where you've absorbed all of this information. Now you can really kind of take it in and delineate where things are, take a step back because it's, you're not drinking through the fire hose anymore. Right. It's okay. Now I've got time. I don't have another practice until August. So I can kind of focus on getting myself right mentally yeah. And that's kind of with all the see. lessons they learned in exactly. those practice. Absolutely. Right. Cause you're taking, right. you've, you've got all of that. Like you, it, you've been inundated with all that. Now you can process it because you know what, if you're coached correctly, when you're home yeah. working on your routes in your head, you're hearing, you keep hearing Chancey Stuckey's voice. Absolutely. You keep hearing his coaching point that he says to you over and over and over again in practice. And that's part of the reason that you say it to those kids over and over again, because you want it to stick. Yeah. To where it's just in their head. Through the, like, there's times, Vince, where you know, like, you're lining up and you're just like, you see there was safety. And then all of a sudden you see the safety cheat down. And all of a sudden in your head you hear Chancey Stuckey in the film room saying, <laughs> this is when you see this, do this. When you see this, do this. And you just know, I'm doing it. Right. And it's just like, you just hear this voice, right? Yep. yep. And and that comes because you just had those 15 practices where Coach Stuckey every day was getting on you about, Stick that top and lean them and stick them, right? Lean them and stick them. And you say it a million times, right? One of the expressions I would say to my receivers is accelerate through the look back, accelerate through the look back. Excel- I mean, you say it a million times. So then when they look back, their immediate thought is they hear my voice, accelerate through the look back, and then their exactly. speed picks up. It doesn't actually pick up, but in their head they think it is, which right. means they don't slow down. Because every time you look – I want can, can I explain what that Go means? Because yeah. some people may not understand that. Yeah. When you look back for a ball, you naturally slow down. Right. You just naturally you where you're going. Right. Right. You naturally slow down. And so speed up through the look back. That means, okay, I need to keep going. Accelerate. I need to speed up. Accelerate. And then that, that continues. That makes you basically staying the same speed that you were right. essentially. Right. So, yeah. I love that coaching point. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Vince. <laughs> All right. Here we got I love the saltiness of this super uh, chat right here. Nathan Milton. Thank you for the super chat. Can ND hide h-y-d-e from sec speed yes mm-hmm. um that's a little salt i don't uh, there's a lot of people upset about something that was um that was said and i guess in another show that had to do with that <laughs> nathan says brian are you hiding my super chat uh, we just hadn't got to it yet man um just hadn't got to it yet but uh here's some there's some saltiness about what's like being it. said this is why i don't watch other shows man so is what it is. Just, just saying. Yeah. Just saying. You know, we, we put enough out. I don't think you necessarily need those other shows. But, hey, it's up to you. Do what just you got to do. Just an do opinion. What you got to do. 
Uh, Mike Sullivan says, sorry if, if you already talked about it, but how was the crowd? A decent size for as crappy as the weather yeah. was and how bad the parking was, Vince. Yeah, uh, the parking was horrible, you know, and, and well, it, it, not managed very well, in my opinion, yeah. either. Well, they, did they manage it, manage it at all? I didn't, I got well, the early Well, they had it blocked off when okay. I tried to get in, and like, if they the would have let us in. The whole torn up. I mean, the, the whole Like the hockey lot, there was a ton of spaces in the hockey lot when I walked in but you couldn't get to the hockey lot because they, they wouldn't let you turn in there. But anyway, it's just really weird. Yeah, it was really weird, but I was actually surprised. Like it didn't start out very strong. Obviously they had the upper bowl blocked off as they always do during the spring game. Like when you got to like the second quarter, like the entire second quarter, the bottom bowl looked off, you know, it didn't look too bad. Now halftime, pretty much people jetted because the weather was really taking a turn at that point. But, uh, yeah, the crowd wasn't bad for what it was. I mean, the weather, I would not have wanted to sit out in that. And I'm actually interested to hear how Ryan did out there because he was sitting yeah. outside. Yeah. <laughs> I told him he could get a spot up in the booth, but uh, he was hanging out with his dad. So, <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Uh, here's a fun question, Vince. I'm going to ask this one because I okay. want you to answer it first. Okay. Who is – and you can you can say yourself if you think that's the answer. This is from Ray Holcraft. Who was the most raw immediately after a game for post-game show? Who gets the most most chapped after a loss? Vince or Sean or Brian or maybe Ryan. Vince is hilarious post-game, especially when Notre Dame loses. I was gonna so let's say. take this a couple. Who who is the most raw immediately after a game? I don't I I'm pretty sure it's probably me. I don't wear I don't wear it on my face very well when I'm upset. And you, you, you mean you don't hide it. it on your face, right? That's what I'm saying. Like I, yes. I, I, you I definitely wear, wear it on your. I face. wear the upsetness. Yeah. Like I don't. Yes. I don't wear professionalism very well no. when I'm mad about a loss. Okay. No, we're, we're leaving Ohio State and Vince's peacock, and like he's like shoulders out, elbows out, purposely bumping into people, trying to start a fight. <laughs> as I'm trying to publish a post game story, I'm like Vince, man, it's a hundred ten thousand to five. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I have not been that angry about a game in a yeah. really, really long time. Well, it started before really the game because we had a couple obnoxious things happen before. The game. <laughs> it's very true. Very that game. Uh, okay. <laughs> How about who gets the most chapped after a loss? <sighs> it's between me or Sean, I think. Yeah. Um, I, will I think say it's it pretty emotional. I am my most raw and chapped after a loss mm-hmm. than I ever am. But, uh, I, I'd have to go with Vince is the most raw after games. Mm-hmm. Sean gets the most chapped after a loss. Okay, that's a good delineation. Is that fair? I like that? Yeah, because because you can see it too. Because when Sean, when we're when Vince is talking, I'm talking. Sean kind of leans down. Yes, his eyes squint, and you know when I tr- when when Driscoll throws it to Sean, <laughs> just sit back, grab the popcorn. And get ready because he is ready to go off. Yeah, and and those are fun to th- those are fun like those are fun to listen to. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie to you because Sean because y'all Sean's a pastor, right? Sean always tries to play like sure not play, but Sean it's just in his nature to kind of always just I don't know look for the bright side, be a little bit mm-hmm. you know devil's advocate and. And defend this and defend that, but when when he when something happens in a loss, and you know what really sets him off when he feels like there was a lack of toughness or preparation, or like just silly dumb things, but you can see it. He starts really slumping over, and his eyes get really zeroed in, 
and he, you can even see his jaw starting to get a little bit like this, and you know yeah. that he's about to go. It's the hunched over the part that you're yeah. like when he kind of gets yeah. in here. Yeah. Yeah. And you yeah. know, yes. you know something epic is about yes. to happen on the show. You absolutely <laughs> know it. So, yes, Vince is the most raw. Vince is very raw post game, good and bad. Yeah. Notre Dame's either about to win the rest of their game for the next 10 years or <laughs> or he's ready to go on a you know a spree after every game. Well, right? and anybody that watched the game with us, remember we did the live game watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was USC. USC. Yeah. yeah. There I I can't handle my emotions during a game and I'll be the first especially that's when why, I'm at home. That's why Vince had himself on mute a lot of the time. <laughs> yes, I did. And you're like, "Hey, you need to talk. We're, we're yeah. live." <laughs> and I'm like, "You're going to watch you. <laughs> watch you react to a game." <laughs> Or saying, use your words, Vince. Use your words. It's like I'm uh, Vince most I'm raw, Sean most chapped. I feel like Ryan gets real quiet after a loss. Yeah, like I have to make him talk, and like, and then he'll go off. But like, I like Ryan just gets like really like after a loss. I feel like Ryan gets just kind of like in, in, into his own self. Like he just doesn't want to yeah. talk. Like he gets really mad and doesn't want to talk. But yeah, I, I I think that's a great question, Ray. Really, really <laughs> great question. I just lost the question from I was going to ask a question and I and I accidentally unstarted it and I, it was about um oh shoot where the heck was that I I had a really good question here Vince I'll just ask this I'll let you ask this one first while I look for that other one okay. I just I just had one that I was going to lose from Terry Gillery how do you think NFL scouts would compare Hartman's last season at Wake and Book's last season at Notre Dame in other words which player would have better NFL potential? So based on the last time we saw them on a college football field, who has the better potential? Yeah, that's um that's an interesting one because it is. I don't know. Like I don't know how the rest of the NFL saw Ian Book. Yeah. I know what Sean Payton saw yeah. in Ian Book. I never understood it. But Correct. I, but but he did. I don't know where Ian Book goes after that. I think a couple things that 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 they would see is, is what a lot of people I think, what a lot of people I think don't necessarily get about Ian Book is Ian Book's arm is a lot better than I think a lot of people think it is. I think it's a lot better than, and I think that helps him. He's actually got a pretty strong, Vince, you and I have talked about this. Mm-hmm. He's got a pretty strong arm. When he wants to use it. When he wants to. His problem yeah. is that right there. Yeah. And I just don't think he had the 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 mentality to be able to read and had the guts to kind of make those throws unless it was like two minutes left in the game and he had no choice. And then Ian would like make some, throw some dimes. You almost kind of felt like, imagine how good Ian Book would have been if Notre Dame would have like spotted the other team 14 every week right it's like hey man we're down 14 or if every game started with two minutes left and you're down six yeah you know because he's a gamer i mean look i will give him credit now in in i still feel really pissed about the georgia game at the end in 2019 but yeah yeah and i'm i'm still really pissed about the entire clemson game uh the postseason game yeah but like right if it if you're a gamer like that's the time to shine. College football right. playoff. Like, you see, I, I don't really think he was a gamer. I feel like, <clears throat> I guess that's kind of where I would somewhat discreet the events. I didn't really think he was a gamer. I thought it was more of a when there was not enough time to think, and he just had to go play. Sure. Yeah. So like two minutes left, like Virginia Tech, you didn't have time to think in that game. There's like a minute left, and you've got to get the ball down the field. When he was in game, yeah, Virginia Tech game, it didn't go yeah, well. It was terrible. Yeah. He's, it was one of the worst three and a half quarters I've seen from starting quarterback in Notre Dame. Awful. 
And he was the reason that they were down primarily. I mean, you know, the fumble by Jafar. No, they should have been up four touchdowns when Jafar fumbled that football. Yeah. And and Ian was terrible that game. But in the last couple minutes, when they needed him to go down and make plays, and he didn't have time to think. And it was there, there was and he was pretty good. He was pretty good. Uh last quarter, last uh, drive against Clemson uh in 2020 in the regular season, there wasn't time for him to think. He yeah. just had to go play. And that's a good point. Yeah. You know, it just, it was more that that's kind of where it came from. And I think that was some sort of the, the, the I also feel like I also, and I don't want to go down this road much further than I'm going down it right now. I also feel like he, it was pounded into his head about turnovers and not turning the ball over and protecting the football. And, Oh, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. just like to a fault, of course you don't want to turn the ball over, but like to a fault. So he never took any chances. Until, like you said, didn't have a choice. Like yeah. that, that's kind of how I felt about his whole career. Yeah. And that was super frustrating. And so I blame the coaching aspect for that. I can't get mad at the kid for that. You, you, you play how you're coached. Like, but I just feel like that just got beat into him over and over again. And that was the result. And yeah, it was still the case when he had his one NFL. Now you can't, his whole NFL career, like one start, right? But like, Sean Payton's a really good quarterbacks coach, and he couldn't yeah. get that out of him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it was just so deeply embedded into who he was as a quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. Lux ND says, Vince looks like he wants to fight someone after post-game shows. That's because he does. <laughs> I, I saw this firsthand. I'm telling you, I saw this firsthand Ohio State. I was like, wow, this is, this is, like, I've never seen this side of Vince. Like, I know he gets fired up, but, like, Vince is literally walking through the, like, the parking lot trying to pick fights. I really like, and you didn't give me a chance to call my boys. Like I had some boys I could have called and we could have been all right, but you're just like, you gotta give me a heads up that you're about to do this, man. I got to brace myself. I got to put my glasses away. I got, you know what I mean? Like (laughs) you gotta give me a heads up on this. Cause I don't know what you're all fired up about. Like you need to give me a little bit of a stance. You know what I mean? I don't know that I've ever in my lifetime on that day from start to finish. Like when we got there, the game and post game, I don't think I've ever wanted to fight somebody more in my entire life. And I don't know why. It was like something yeah, was just wild. tripped in me. I'm like trying was, to calm him down. I'm like, bro, you need to chill out. Like, I think it was the lady. It was the lady at that. At that. Uh, yeah. When that I had to pull you in the car because you were going <laughs> to jump out of the car and fight that lady. I was like, Vince, oh, man, oh. come on, dog. You got to chill out, man. That's what started it. Yeah, it was bad. We were having, we were having a great day that day. We were having a we great were. day. We and were. then, ugh. Yeah. yeah. It was, that was a rough one. <laughs> that, was a, that was a rough one. It was great. It was a rough one. Uh, Tom Frowley, here's a question, Vince. All right. CJ Carr will continue to catch flack from the Notre Dame hater recruiting services. It will remain so until he shuts them all up. Can't wait for that. I, I don't know if it's necessarily – I mean, I think in some instances it might be that. But first of all, three of the recruiting services have CJ Carr ranked pretty high. Uh, I'm, I'm going to pull it up here real quick. But I, I'm pretty sure at least three of them have him as a top 100 or top 30 – ish player right let me let me pull up his his uh all of his ranking so i know i know that um okay rivals has him at number 18 es and, and the number four quarterback espn has him ranked 35th but they have him as number three quarterback 247 has a number 37 and a number five quarterback those are all fair i'd have him a little higher than that but i'm 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 those are fair and then on three has him ranked number 192 in the number 12 quarterback that's just stupid that's just stupid. That's wow. just dumb. I like, guess just when it's one outlier, right? Like either either direction. To be honest right. with you, when it's one outlier, it's like mm, right. That's just dumb. 
Yeah. And that's just dumb. So I, you know, I, 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 I'm not upset about the other ones. It's the on three ranking, but I, but even then I think I, I still would have CJ higher in the, it's the quarterback ranking. Like there's no way, even though two, four, seven sports has him as the number five quarterback. To me, I just I have a hard time believing that that there's five like like a lot they have Jaden Davis from Providence State ahead of them. Ask Antoine Johnson, who's a Michigan fan in our chat, he'll tell you CJ Carr's better than Jaden Davis. He's not the number two quarterback in the country. They got Elijah Brown from modern day, who's a good player, but not the number three and not better than CJ Carr. And they have Julian Sain ahead of him. Julian Sain's not in the same, is just not as good as CJ Carr. And you know who else thinks that? The guy that Julian Sands currently committed to Tommy Reese because he could add either one of them and he took mm-hmm. CJ. That's true. So I, I you know, to me, it, it's, it's more of that ranking than it, than the national ranking to me. It's I, Rayola. I can live with because the physical tools are spectacular. He's sturdy. He's got a huge arm. He's a good athlete. I, I get all that. I, I, I'm, I'm cool with that. I, I would rank CJ higher, but the ceiling is incredibly high for Dylan Rayola. There's not another quarterback in this class that is even should even be in the conversation of being ahead of CJ Carr at this point in time. There just isn't. And uh, yeah, so I, that's more of the issue for me. But it's the on three ranking that's just the absurd one. I mean, like Rivals has CJ Shocker. 18th. That's I'm fine with that. Yeah, right. Overall. Uh, now yeah. again, I, I would I would rank I, I the only thing I would quibble with with Rivals isn't him being ranked 18th. It would be more of the fact that you have Julian Sane and Jaden Davis ranked ahead of him even higher than that you have julian sane and jaden davis's five-star quarterbacks that's just vince when we're done i want you to watch jaden davis j-a-d-y-n davis okay and watch this film and and what and call me and watch julian saying s-a-y-i-n and then call me afterwards because i want to hear your opinion make sure okay. i'm not crazy on this but i just you might have to text me those to remind me because yeah you I'll, know, I'll do you that know me right now yeah you know me but, but that's i mean you can even start watching now but i mean to me that's um hey i just texted you their two names you can start yeah, watching their film now that's the one for me that just I don't quite get is that right there. So I don't know if it's no necessarily recruiting Notre Dame haters as much as I think it's what I explained earlier. I think there's a lot of convincing yourself that CJ's only good because of this, when in reality you're selling short his physical tools. That's that's the biggest thing. I think people are selling short CJ, CJ's physical tools, his athleticism, his arm strength, his arm talent. And I think they just think he's a really smart kid that's limited physically, and that's just not what I see on film. Yeah, that's not at all what I see on film. So yeah, we'll see. But we got we got a super chat down here from uh, Steve nice. Rolf. Hey Steve, thank you for the super chat. As a former lineman, I felt playing the right side was easier than the left side. That being said, how close are Baker and Wagner on the OT depth chart? OT offensive tackle depth chart. Steve, while we're answering this question, can you do me a favor and explain to me why you think that is? I would love to hear this from an offensive line because I never played offensive line. So right. I, I can't. I have a couple of ideas, but it's yeah. only, it would I'd, only be because of what I've seen, yeah, not I'd what be, I've actually. I'd be very done. curious to hear like the reasoning for that. That'd be a fascinating answer, Steve. And so again, I'm not asking because I'm like you're nuts. Well, you got to explain yourself. I, I would really be fascinated to hear why that is from someone who played the offensive line. Absolutely. And the answer is going to be different for different people. I mean, we've seen we've said this before. There's guys that you look at. And, I can move this guy over the left side, or I can move this guy to the right side, and then you move him, and they're like, "Oh my god, this guy cannot play with the opposite hand at all." Right. And uh, you know, and it's something that seems so simple to some people. You have one hand on the ground versus the other hand on the ground. Your feet are obviously in a different place. Right. You kick different. You know, when you're in pass sets. I mean, it's it's it. It's a mirror image of what you're doing, and some guys can do it, and some guys can't. I mean, that's just yeah, yeah. 
as far as what, how, how close were Baker and Wagner on the OT depth chart, right now Tosh is ahead of them because of the experience aspect of it. And I still think there, there are concerns for me about Tosh's size right now. And can he hold up over the course of an entire season? Like he did really well today. But can he do this every Saturday for 12 weeks? That's a legitimate question. But to me, that's all that's missing for a meal right now. He's strong. He's strong for his age and his size, man. He's a strong kid. He's got really heavy hands. He's athletic. He looked comfortable today, Vince. Didn't he? Yeah. Didn't he just just look like what I mean is like comfortable zone skin as an offensive lineman, meaning just like, hey, I know what I'm doing here. I got this. Yeah. I, I can handle this. And that's what you that's what you look for, man. You, you want to see that. Now it's just okay. Can you can you get another twelve pounds on him and and let him keep his 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 athletic talent? That would be the question mark. And if you can do that, then then I'd feel a lot better about you know where you'd have him. So I want to see him a, a little a little bigger in the seat. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I I, he, I want yeah. him to have a little bit of a bigger backside for me to like certain things you look for when you're looking at an offensive tackle. Mm-hmm. Want to see a little bit more there? He's a little skinny yet, but you're right. A little bit more weight, and I think I think he could be he could be really good. Yeah, I think he'd be really good. Yeah, uh, Steve. Uh, so j- j- two guys responded to that question that we asked Vince. Nice. From Steve. And Steve, thanks again for the super chat. Uh, so sorry, Johnny S said uh, it was simple. Simple for me. It was because I'm right-handed, which that makes sense. So I know dominant some people that right are side, very yeah. coordinated with their non-dominant hand. Like, sure. And I'm have you ever seen me try to throw a, a football with my left arm, Vince? It is awkward. It like I just because I've never done it. It just my sure. body is not trying to do that. And you know, some like my left hand is actually stronger. Like, so if I'm if I'm trying to squeeze something off, I'll actually oh, interesting. Yeah, it's very sure. strange. But I'm just not as my, my left arm, I'm just not as coordinated with things. My wife is literally ambidextrous. She can like write and bowl with both hands. It's it's wild. Nope. Um, but uh so, but his thing is Johnny, uh, that makes sense. I can that one I get. And then and then Steve said also answered. He said stepping with the right step first was way easier. Putting my left hand down seemed awkward. I'd say it's like a basketball going right is easier than going left if you're right-handed. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. I was not very good dribbling with my left hand. I, I just sure. again because I'm not real coordinated with my left hand. I'm it's weird, Vince. I'm just I'm not really oh, I'm not. I mean it, it's funny because I feel very uncoordinated with my left hand, but but I was a catcher. So like, this is where my glove hand is. So I was all over the place with my left. Like I felt really good doing that. But like, if I have to throw some, like I look special if I'm trying to throw with my left, like it is, it is ugly, but different. I don't know. I I would probably have issues being on one side of the line over the other. I just don't know what it would be. Steve followed up too. He said, Vince play action pass pro. When I had to step left, seemed like I stepped too broadly and guys could throw me easier. I couldn't recover if that makes sense. Yeah, that that makes sense. That's interesting. It's very interesting because we've said this on the show before, Steve, that not everybody can just flip sides like that. Not everybody can just can go from right to left. And we've seen this with the receivers and air raid offenses, Vince, where they're, they'll play in like, they, they, they only play on like the right side. And they line up with the same footwork every time. And then you got to turn them to the left. And they got to flip their feet and they cannot run it. They cannot cut on a post route. Sure. In. You're like, dude, it's the same thing as a corner route. The other, side. But in their head, they just, they just, it's funky. Cause they, so I, it's part, well, it's, it's interesting. It's also like, you can't just make anybody a center. Some guys just cannot right. handle snapping and stepping. Yeah. 
they, you know, some guys I feel like really that, good I feel it. like that I could handle. Because, again, my left arm is actually stronger. I'm actually strong yeah. with my left arm. And because I was a baseball player, I can catch things with my left hand. Sure. Exactly. I can't throw things. I can't write. I can't. I'm just not coordinated like that. But I was a shortstop in baseball. So that's a good point. I never even thought about that, Vince. Like, I could catch things like that. But I just, I can't yeah. write. I can't throw. Uh, yeah, it's weird. It's weird. Steve, uh, Steve also another, said, yeah. you know, go ahead, Vince. Follow. I was just going to say he had another comment to make. He says, when I was on the left side and had to drive a guy to the left sideline, I felt like I lurched and reached too much and tended to hold with the outside left hand. Yeah. He's breaking it down. I, I love this. Yeah. We can, I, we can I, have I a good really ball talk that. with Steve. I, I really enjoy that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's funny how some people just are at their right or left hand. Like um, Angela can shoot with either hand. When we go to the range, she can shoot with either hand. Now Not she she likes she's more comfortable with the right, but for me, but that's something that I'm I I got to work on because like let's say you're actually in a fight and your right hand gets shot or broken or something like that, you, you got to be able to stay in the fight with your left hand. True, so it's something I'm going to work on this summer. It's one of my things that I have on my you know things to work on at the range. But yeah, like right now I I I can shoot it, but I wouldn't hit anything. At least not anything <laughs> I'm trying to hit. Let's scare some. You people. know what I mean? So. Yeah, that uh, that's wild stuff. So, Vince, I think that's going to do it. I couldn't okay. find that question. There was another question. You remember in there. what, like, approximately what it was no, about? No, and it okay. was a really good question curious. too, man. Like, I remember being excited to answer it, and I went to click on it, and I and I hit the star, the star which undoes yeah. it instead of bringing it up. So that was on me. Yeah, and so I just completely missed it. But yeah, it was a really, any really good. Um, it was gonna it was a really good question too. I was looking forward to answering it, but. Anyway, so Vince, why don't you go ahead and take us out of here, man? Man, so that was our as our last post game show until we get For to while, August. Yeah, but uh, but stay locked into Irish Breakdown because we are going to be bringing you, the heat. You know what we should do, Vince? We should do like one of those. Remember the game watches we did during COVID? Oh, that you know what we fun. should do yeah. during the summer a couple times is we should do like a game watch where at seven o'clock I'll put the link into the um put the link into the uh like on the message board or something and it's seven o'clock everybody click on this version of the youtube link and we'll watch the miami notre dame game from 88 miami floor state or notre dame floor state game from 93 and then we'll do a post game show afterwards that'd be fun i don't know if we'll ever do that but that'd be fun okay i can get on board with that that'd be be really fun fun. yeah that would be fun yeah that'd be somebody's bringing the heat do you see this Uh uh-uh is Vince getting fired? Ouch. Why? Man. Why? Harsh. Why would, why would you bring up anybody with Brandon Gorder in their name onto this show? Come well, on. fair enough. Yeah. It's a, yeah. They lose a lot of credibility yeah. in that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. Macy K. We haven't seen uh, him in a while. I got it. I got it. We're both at the same time. Um, but, yeah, uh, we haven't seen Mace in a while. Uh, so I was glad to see him on an easy show. But, uh, yeah, he can get us out of here with that, Vince. But, yeah, I appreciate you taking us out of here. All right. So, everybody, make sure you join the message board. Hit that like button. We've had a lot of good people in here. Hit that like button on your way out. Subscribe. Hit the notification bell so you know when we're going to come back. Because guess what? The over-under is two and a half on commitments. So, just saying, there's a possibility, right? There's a possibility. Share this podcast. Leave a five-star review. Visit the IB store for the best merch. And, as always... Go Irish.